and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour with your hosts, me, I'm one half, I'm Greg Mahochko, and my co-host on the West Coast, all the way out in LA, or as we learned last week, or I'm sorry, a couple of days ago, Los Angeles County, he is Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. Long time no speaky. The uh, best part about recording two episodes back to back is I don't really have to ask how you've been because I already know. Well, but the person who didn't listen to the last episode may be curious how I am. And, okay, uh, then how are you? No, yeah, I'm doing all right. You okay. know, yeah. It's Saturday how- afternoon. It is. It is. We are. Uh, we just finished uh, the previous episodes recording. We're recording the new one, so it drops on time. And we apologize to all of our faithful out there. You know who you are, Mike. All three of you. So, uh, of course, we just got done talking about the Super Bowl, which by the time people are listening, this has taken place. And boy, what a game it was. I can't believe that last second. Why, why do you go for a field goal when you know you need 18 <laughs> points? That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Well, I, I saw how some of these multimillionaires remain in, in employment. It just boggles my mind. I don't know. And I got to tell you that that Budweiser commercial. Oh, man. Where do they come up with this stuff? I actually have an answer for that. Oh, is it the ad wizards? I have a guy. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the, the, the all the relations. Somebody in my office. They're uncle something like that uh mm-hmm. or, or or somebody they know it from small town in illinois worked for a marketing firm that actually created for anheuser bush the budweiser frogs no oh. tell me they got a little traction out of that one we're still yeah. talking about it 25 years later or more that's that's pretty cool Realistically, uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing the math in my head it's probably been closer to 30 years since yeah, those I'm Budweiser surprised frogs. Budweiser didn't spin off into more animals. You would think like, oh, frogs are popular. What if we used animals that people actually enjoy? Like like sheep, lambs. <laughs> I think we have enough sheep in society. We yes, have enough sheep exactly. in society, Chad. Come on. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the subtleness of the, of the, of the satire. Hmm. Well, probably because they're not trying to be satiric in there. No, they're just trying to be like, drink beer. And it has and, worked. And, and like real beer, decades. real quick, because I, I feel remiss because we didn't mention him in the last episode. But Budweiser is like a real beer, not one of these hipster brews that Kevin Hunsberger, the host of my one, two, three cents drink. So like just before this, I saw he was drinking a coconut Samoa tag along Girl Scout cookie beer like Come on, man. Man up. I like beer. You know this about me, Chad. I do, but I also know that beer is supposed to taste terrible. Not. That's like saying coffee is supposed to taste terrible. You take that back. It does. That Chad, does that terrible is too. this going to be the shortest episode we ever <laughs> record and quite possibly our last? You have offended me with your opinions on two of my favorite beverages. One I had this morning and another one I'm going to have a little bit later. Mm. No, nah, I'm just saying you could, you're fine to drink them, but 
stop trying to dress them up. It's like the people that drink iced coffees or the sweet, mo- you know, it's like, that's not coffee. You're just making it palatable so that you can be cool and drink your little beverage. We, we have an actual different, I mean, the way this conversation is going, maybe this is going to be our, our impromptu topic. We had something else planned, but I have to tell you this story. When I was 18 or 19, and I say that because my sister, who's a few years older than me, was of legal drinking age. We were at a family function, and they had some non-alcoholic bush beer in the fridge. And because it was non-alcoholic, I said, oh, I, I want to look cool or, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what I said, but I said, can I have that to drink? And the parents that be said, okay, you know, it's NA beer. And I drank it and I was like, Ooh, this is not good. And my sister, who I think was trying to like ward me off the, the dark path, you know, <laughs> the downward spiral. Um, she said, Oh, you don't like that. That's good. Cause that's what beer tastes like. <laughs> and then I've, you know, I, I can't really even say then I turned 21. Then I went to college and found out what beer tastes like. Beer is delicious. It is the nectar of the gods. You say tomato. I say clamato. Oh, God. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and in Nebraska, I learned they will make, speaking of, they'll make a red beer. Do you know what that is, Chad? Have you ever had a red beer? Uh, I've had a Red Bull. I've nope. had a Red Stripe. Nope. It, take your favorite, like American Pilsner, Lager, Bush Light, Bud Light, whatever, and you pour again. I've seen it in variations. The one that I'm most familiar with is tomato juice into yeah, the that's beer. Disgusting. It's a thing in Nebraska. That's like, have you watched? You've watched the latest season of Letterkenny, correct? Yes. When they have that one episode where they have to make. Um, I can't remember what they call it. I associate with the Bloody Mary, um, but it was, they were using like tomato juice and clamato juice and pickles. And I don't right. remember what else, but yeah. And I'll say this, I'm not a Bloody Mary fan because I tend to not go towards liquor. I'm, again, I'm a beer guy. I'm very basic and simple, um, but Bloody Marys have gotten really crazy with their creativity um, there is a pizza place in town that I love and they have, uh, like bloody Mary Sundays or whatever. And you see a piece of pepperoni pizza with a stick in it standing out of the bloody Mary. I said, what is going on here? That the pizza looks good. Y'all can keep the drink. This is why ISIS hates us. That and many other reasons. Uh, all right, Chad, uh, okay. beverages, adult and, uh, non aside, uh, we have a topic today. I was listening. Uh, you may have re- no, you may have realized based on um, recent conversations that we've had via text that I've been listening to more. Wonder why uh, your your podcast with Mike Decal, where you explore uh, bands who had uh, who were considered one hit wonders, or in twenty twenty one you expanded and had bands who may have charted more than one song, but they're really only known for one song and the episode in particular was simple minds and their Mm -hmm. one song uh which was don't you forget about me uh which we all know and love from the breakfast club and mike made a comment that instantly triggered uh in in my mind uh not my emotions but in my mind uh a an idea for a topic 
because he said, you know, gosh, the breakfast club when it's on, I'm going to try to say it as Mike. And I say it with love. So Mike, if you're listening, this is not a knock. Um, But yeah, anytime I'm flipping through the channels and I see breakfast, club, you just got to stop and listen. Mike talks fast. He's very (laughs) um, excited about the, the topics. And it got me thinking, I couldn't tell you the last time I quote unquote flipped through the channels. Uh, I'm with you. You know, I cut cable a couple of years ago. I had, I do have sling TV, but it, I, I only have sling so that I can watch AEW wrestling. Okay. That's really redundant because the WN AEW stands for wrestling. It's like saying ATM machine. Um, you just want to call it AE wrestling, AE wrestling. Yeah. Um, just call it a elite wrestling, a <laughs> <laughs> elite W, uh, all EW. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't flip through the channels and even, you know, it's mind numbing to even try to flip through streaming platforms with the amount of stuff that is there. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm with you. I, I get where you're coming from. So that- I, I, I still have cable. Um, I don't know why. Realistically, I couldn't tell you last time I turned on my cable box, but Spectrum got me with that triple play bundle. So I've got the cable. I've got the internet, which I would have, and I've got a home landline, which I don't use and don't have a phone for it. Uh, so they oh, really, see, I have, I have, I have the spectrum. I had cable internet landline, and now I just have the internet and the landline. So if, I do actually use my landline. So I could call your phone sometime. Uh, you could, if you could figure out the number, because only I think other than my, the gate box at the front of my apartment complex, uh, that and like one other person have the number and I, and it's not me. So if you want that number, Chad, you can call my phone <laughs> from that number. I'll be able to tell you, you the it. number. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to figure all this out. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I still have cable because I watch, you know, Huskers, you know, and, and uh, I, for live, essentially let's call it what it is, for, for live sports, you know, I'll, right. I'll still watch that. Um, now Husker football season ended in November, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, the Steelers ended, you know, back in January and then the first round of the playoffs, it is what it is, but I still have it and I still pay for the service, but I don't even then, like, I just, I'm I'm not flipping through the, I remember a time in the not. I mean, well, yeah, I guess 20 or so years ago where you had like essentially the TV guide channel, you know, mm. if you didn't have a, a paper copy of the TV guide and, and my folks did, you know, it came in the Sunday paper, uh, you had the TV guide channel. So you, I think it was channel 15 or something like that. And it would slowly, but surely scroll through all the channels that were available at the time, you know, 70 channels, <laughs> you know, um, right. but I remember like my dad, you know, he'd sit there flip. You know, if they, if there was no ball game on or something, he flipped to try to find something of interest to watch. I think maybe I've always been predisposed to just know when my shows would be on. And then I would turn on the TV at that time. Uh, and then certainly, as you mentioned, all the streaming streaming platforms, I, I feel like, and this is kind of the, the, the basis of the conversation that I want to have with you is, you know, be it, uh, Netflix or Peacock or HBO Max or Disney or Hulu based on your 
watch history, you have things that are recommended to you. So it, there's no like, I, I'm going to pull a, a reference from a bygone era, but there's no more like going into Blockbuster and just walking up and down the rows until you find something that's of interest to you. Everything's being uh, tailored to you. Is that how you consume media, Chad? Or do you spend some time? Now, folks won't know this, uh, but early iteration of uh, the Power Half Hour was we would have a conversation like this. And then next week we would review a movie that, you know, watch and discuss a movie that we'd never seen or heard of. And it was one that, and I really enjoyed those episodes. Now, I don't think either of us necessarily had the time to devote to watching a movie that we've never heard of anymore. Um, but it was fun to just see, you know, branch out and find what's out there because everything, you know, I go on Amazon Prime and this past week I watched all episodes of Reacher. I go on HBO Max and it's Peacemaker. I go on Disney Plus and it's Book of Boba Fett and Phineas and Ferb. Uh, <laughs> and Netflix, I've been rewatching Community. Peacock is The Office. I mean, like every every platform has something that I just, you know, I'm not discovering much in the way of new and, and maybe that's just me. Maybe you're different. No, I, so my viewing habit is part of cutting cable um, was also f- switching to Hulu because I just, I, you know, we live in an age now where if I don't have to watch commercials, I don't want to watch commercials. I want to watch a show in 20 minutes instead of 30 and, and not have to watch it when, it's airing necessarily. So, um, so a lot of the shows that I watch, I watch the day after they air. Um, and same way, you know, I pay for the Peacock version that doesn't have commercials. I pay for the Paramount plus that doesn't have commercials. So I'm probably actually paying more right now for everything, uh, than I was when I had cable, but, uh, it gives me the, the opportunity to watch more stuff. And as far as new stuff, I mean, yeah, there'll be, you know, especially here in LA, you drive down the street and there's billboards for everything that's new that's coming out. And so that's how I find out new things. But over the last two years, a lot of my viewing has been, I, uh, you mentioned the wonder why podcast. The other one that Mike and I do is called out of touchstone where uh, we're going through the history of touchstone pictures. And was it, it's a year or so ago, two years. I don't remember time. It's all relevant. Probably a little over a year ago. Um, we were into 1991 and took a pause because we'd built up several episodes. You know, we were like two months ahead in time. And so I said, okay, while we're on a break, I want to watch all the top 100 films from 1991 that I haven't seen to see what type of competition Disney was, was dealing with, you know, what other movies were out. And then after I went through all the ones that I could find for free on the streaming services that I had, it made me curious, like, I am curious from 1980 through 2019, how many of the top 100 movies at the box office I have seen. And so I made little spreadsheets thanks to box office mojo. And that's basically how I have spent the last year and a half is trying to track down movies that I hadn't seen. And let me tell you, for all the streaming services, there are a lot of films that are not available anywhere and also based on my spreadsheets the the last 10 years of films sucks because it's all franchises (laughs) sequels 
CGI explosions. And uh, I have discovered a lot of interesting films from the early eighties, but, uh, but then that's, that's my, you know, what I'm looking for is something that not necessarily that I haven't seen, but that isn't a popular film. And right now with Oscar nominations just coming out, I've started watching films that were nominated and uh, I am pretty sure that whoever nominates the films for the Oscars did not actually watch any of the films that were released this year and just looked at who was involved with it and said, Oh, this movie has Benedict Cumberbatch. It's probably good. Or this movie has Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. It's probably good. Spoiler. Don't look up. It's terrible. And um, yeah, I, I nightmare alley would be great. If you trim 45 minutes off of it, Spencer, the princess Diana movie, 30 minutes into it. Nothing has happened. I don't know what I was curious about Nightmare Alley because it's available for who uh, for free on Hulu. And I've oft considered watching it because I do enjoy Guillermo del Toro. Uh, and it's also got Bradley Cooper. It's got Ron Perlman. It's got yep. other people. It's got Bradley Cooper's penis. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> probably not going to watch that one. Valentine's weekend. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Chad. don't, you know, don't need to, yeah. but never mind. <laughs> uh, no, it's like I said, it's an interesting film. It's just very slow and it's two and a half hours long. And so you're just like, oh, come on, get on with it. Uh, I feel like there was another movie that was exceptionally late. Oh, uh, Marvel's Eternals, which by the way, quote unquote, Eternals fans, if they're out there, uh, if they actually exist, are mad that they got snubbed uh, in, in all categories for the Oscars. Um, but yeah. that's a movie that they could have, you know, trim some serious fat on them to, to at least keep me from falling asleep watching it. Yeah. I, I've yet to finish that one. And I did see that Kevin Smith was upset that they did not nominate Spider-Man for best picture. Mm, but Kevin Smith gets upset about a lot of stuff. I'm just waiting on clerks three to come out. Same. I will, I will enjoy that show. Yeah. As long as they don't have a donkey show. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that's good that's a good callback to uh c2 um but kind of getting back to you, you know there are times where i'm probably sitting there uh my i had to adjust right before christmas i had to adjust how i watched digital media i mm-hmm. uh, used to uh, not used to, i still have a playstation 4 however i think uh due to children and carelessness on all parties uh it has seen better days and so when you would use it to select you know to try to select uh, a show or a streaming service it it like just keeps scrolling quickly and you finally you know find a movie or a show and it just starts skipping forward and so i said i, I can't do this i'm that's, that's a serious first world problem and I remember a week before Christmas, I was at Kohl's and then I, on the way home from Kohl's, I stopped at a GameStop and I was looking at replacement controllers for the PS4 and the gal uh, was working there. She said, yeah, we're all out. You know, I, I might be able to try to get one shipped tomorrow or, or you know, we might, we might go in a shipment tomorrow. She said, uh, and this was, was maybe chuckle. She said, uh, have you given any consideration to the PS5? And I said, no. <laughs> I said, I, I play one game when my controller is working. I played NHL 21, uh, and, and, but I primarily use it to, for streaming uh, content. You know? uh, so a couple of days after that, I went out and bought a Roku. 
so, but there'll be times I'll be looking at the screen on the TV with all my streaming options. And I'll be like, I just, I can't decide. I don't know what. And so I always revert back to something I've seen before, something that is uh, easily digestible, something I don't have to put a lot of thought in. Um, last night, for, I started watching The Social Network um, before mm-hmm. bed and got about a half hour or so into that, hit pause, went to bed. Uh, it was not as entrancing as I thought it'd be. Um, yeah, it's 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 and, a movie. Yeah. And I found that cinema Mark Zuckerberg is as likable as real life Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> sweet baby rays. He has sweet baby rays barbecue sauce and like on his bookshelf when he does. Oh, that makes me sad because like that's thing. that's the barbecue sauce I use. I'm gonna have to change my brand now. So uh, I was gonna say, you know, when talking about new shows, not the stuff that you know that has been completed and is out there, but for new, when they release shows, do you prefer the drop all at once and so you can binge, or do you prefer the week over week method? Mike Luther, my uh, co-host of the year at Nerds United, and I disagree on this profoundly. I like, I I tend to like the, I think Amazon started it where they'll drop two or three episodes and then do a week over week. Um, Mm -hmm. I think with Mandalorian and and WandaVision and all the kind of staple Disney Plus shows, it's been weekly. Uh, However, there was one show recently that, kind of made me change my mind. And that was a reacher again on Amazon prime, which I, it, it came out last week uh, on Friday and I'm done with it. I finished it a few nights ago and I thoroughly enjoyed that show. And I uh, really enjoyed the ability to sit on a Wednesday night and watch the final three episodes back to back to back. To answer your question, I like the blend. I think, Give me, you know, from the start, give me a few. Let me sink my teeth into it. Uh, and, and But don't give me one necessarily and, and make me, you know, come back next week. I will, clearly. Um, yeah. But but also, I think it benefits the shows. And I think, I don't know if there are studies, this is all assumption, but there might be studies that, that suggest that the weekly drop, you know, like the old school version of doing things, uh, because it keeps it in the news cycle. You know, when you would drop yeah. uh, an entire season, and for whatever reason, I always go back to Stranger Things because Netflix is always a, a drop it all at once um, show. It's in the it's in the media cycle, uh, you know, for a few days, and it goes away. But when you have something like Mandalorian or, um, I guess, Loki, uh, some of these other you know disney plus shows that stretch out the boys on on amazon prime you get you know on the boys i know certainly you get maybe two or three episodes uh, at the jump uh, and then you know weekly releases beyond that but it keeps it in the news cycle they're always talking about oh like crap did you see what happened on on the boys this week or on mandalorian this week i think it extends the the life of the series a little bit by doing it that way well, I think it also helps communication and talking about the shows, because if you drop everything at once, everyone's not watching it at the same pace. Whereas right. if you watch, drop it week by week, then people can be like, oh, did you see it last week? Or have you caught up? Or, you know, I think that 
and and I think we talked about this when I had multiple other podcasts on the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network. I think we did an episode where we discussed how, you know, in our society right now, because of that lack of week over week television viewing that we used to have before streaming services, uh, even you know, with people not going to the theaters as much now or only seeing the big movies. Um, you know, where our society, like the reason we're so fixated on politics, it seems as a country is because that's the only shared experience that we have in real time anymore. Sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So when you, yeah, when you separate things and, and, and because there's so much uh, content available to where, you know, like you just, you just mentioned you've watched Reacher. Well, you, while you've been watching Reacher, I've been watching the after party on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like we're watching the same things because we have so many more options now that, you know, it used to be, okay, on Thursday nights, it was the Cosby show on Sunday nights. It was the Simpsons on Tuesdays. It was BJ and the bear. And that's what people would talk about. But now it's who knows what someone is watching on any given night. And I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, Apple plus Apple TV uh, because Ted Lasso, I think mm-hmm. in 2021 became a shared experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, new episodes on Friday. When I flew out to Nebraska, I had a bunch of episodes downloaded to my device so that I could watch them, you know, in flight without any you know need for Wi-Fi or anything like that. Um, so that was uh, that was a sensation that I'm not sure they knew what they were, you know, getting into. Yeah. Um, and as I'm so glad, uh, so thankful for that show because that that show has uh, the first season, especially in season two. I think as as many shows do, they tend to to drop off a little bit. Although I still enjoy season two, but season one, I think people who maybe haven't watched that uh, don't understand just how outrightly positive mm-hmm. it is. You know. But no, I think, yeah, Ted Lasso is definitely a great show that I think people should be watching. But because it's on Apple TV, it's another one where how many people have access, how many people are watching Apple TV? Because, um, you know, I know there's Mythic Quest, which got a little bit of buzz when it first came out. Mythic Quest, thanks uh, to co-host of the year, Mike. He he recommended Mythic Quest. And so I think that's how I'm finding new things is through – recommendations or conversations with friends. I, I did not watch Brooklyn nine, nine for the longest time. And then uh, Mike and also uh, my friend, Josh, like you should watch Brooklyn nine, nine. Uh, so then I did. And, and I found a thoroughly enjoyable community, which we talked about um, is another one that Mike suggested to me. So I think that's my new, you know, I I'm, I'm looking at my friends more as my new curators of, of content rather than, you know, like the, the TV guides of the world, you know? Yeah. And like you said, because there's so much out there and if you're not watching TV at a specific time and, uh, you know, uh, going back to the beginning of this conversation, I can't remember the last time that I just flipped through the channels to see what was on and then ended up on something that I didn't already know was on or that I'd already seen. Like there's no new discovery of shows. And, And usually you know, at the new fall season, when the new shows come out, you're like, oh, okay, I'll check this one out or check this one out. But now it's kind of like, oh, I'll wait and see what the reviews are like to see if anybody. And 
And uh, yeah, there's not, I think, I think the only network shows that I'm watching currently are shows that have been on for years that I'm just sticking with until they, they end that there's nothing new that I have found um, other than, like you said, Ted Lasso, the after party, these shows that are, um, you know, eight to 10 episodes instead of being a full 22. And do you think that that affects things as well? The, the shorter, more manageable season, or do you still like the, the full, the full Monty as it were? Uh, I can tell you as someone who works with, uh, shows on a whole in, in my line of work, a eight to 10 episode uh, season is much more enjoyable than a 22 episode season. So, uh, and I think, you know, from a writing perspective, it's easier to craft a shorter, tighter story than to try to, you know, come up with 22 episodes for a season. Oh, so. I, I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, you mentioned uh, there just a minute or so back, uh, you know, sometimes you wait for reviews to come out about, I'm kind of the opposite. If it's something that I think uh, I'm going to enjoy, and, and maybe this is me, maybe my, I just am, am too like easy to please. Um, but if it's something that I think is going to quote unquote trip my trigger, I'm going to give it a watch. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm likely going to, enjoy. there's not been many, there's not been many things that I think I'm going to like going into it that I'm like, no, this isn't for me. Um, but that's just me. I know everybody's certainly different in that regard. But Chad, uh, we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.